0: Good morning, friends. It's good to be here with you today as we continue our Tell Me a Story series focusing on the parables of Jesus. That Jesus recognized the great power story has to capture the attention and imagination of his listeners. And, and stories they do, they instruct, they, they pass along values and ideals, and they help us remember important truth. I love a good story. And I appreciate telling stories to families and friends. And that's why I thought I'd begin today with something that happened to me a few years ago that I hope will lead us into the story that Jesus told. It revolves around this object right here. Several years ago, I went out with my grandson to fly a kite for the first time. He was about four years old, and, uh, and we went out to, the, to a place that had no power lines or trees. It was a breezy day, and as I unrolled the string... Uh, The kite flew up into the air, almost on its own. It didn't have to run to get it going, which I appreciated. Well, Garrett held the string for a few minutes, and I showed him how the kite would respond. It It would fly in and out and dart up and down as you moved the string and pulled it back and forth. This kept his attention for about four minutes. He was four. And then he and Darla went off to play on the playground. Now, I was left holding the kite string. And you know, I'd forgotten how peaceful and cathartic flying a kite can be. I mean, I got all, the kite all the way out to the end of the string, and I could feel it pulling against me. It wanted to be free, but as I moved it back and forth across the sky, it, it flew, and it would dip and dart. Oh, it was a lot of fun. After a few minutes of this, little man came back, and, uh, and we proceeded to reel it in. So I, I left this part in his hands. I said, now listen, whatever you do, don't let it go. And you know exactly what happened, didn't you? Don't you? Yeah, as soon as I said that, I let go for just a moment. And before I could say anything else, this slipped out of his hands. And the kite was left free to roam across the sky. It went up in the air a little higher. And then the wind began to carry it across the field. And as it flew away, after that initial surge of altitude, it began to descend. And the wind carried it until I lost sight of it into, into the next subdivision, about a half mile away from where I were. And as I watched this, Darla turned to me and asked, so, what are you going to do now? I've entitled this message, Fighting the String. I, I think it goes along with Jesus' story of the lost son, found in Luke 15. And the question I want to use today as we, as we look at this passage is, why do I fight the string When I need the string. In Luke 15, Jesus tells the story of a son who no longer wanted to live in his father's house. He and his older brother lived at home, but for some reason, the younger son didn't appreciate his father's care and protection. And he showed this by what he said to his father. He said, Father, give me my share of the estate. Now, my question is, when is an estate normally settled? It's after someone dies. In essence, the boy was saying to his dad, Dad, I wish you were dead so I could have the stuff that's coming my way. In a remarkable show of unselfishness, the father does what he needs to do to liquidate part of his possessions and then gave it to his younger son. And when he had the cash in hand, the son cut the string, moved out of the house, and went off to enjoy an extended spring break. what happened to the young man? Now, for a while... Everything was great. He enjoyed wine, women, and song. He had friends everywhere as long as he was paying for the party. But then came the day when he ran out of money, and the good times were over, along with most of the friends he thought he had. Isolated, alone, without resources, he crashed. Uh, He ended up having to feed pigs in order to survive. And surviving is really not the best description of the current real condition. Because he was so destitute that the pig feed began to look appetizing. I remember the question I started with. Why in the world do I fight the string when I need the string? Now I'm asking this question of myself. There are so many times that I could follow the directives, that, that I resist following the directives of God, and go my own way. Uh, Sometimes I battle the string willfully, knowing I'm pulling against him. And other times, it's passive resistance, and I show that by moving too slowly or, or too timidly when the Spirit is urging me forward. Maybe you can identify with me in this. I think there are several realizations that I arrived at as I watched that kite fly off across the feet, across the sky on its own. The uh, first realization, I know I need the string. Now, some resist connecting to God. And, and you know that. Uh, maybe you've heard the statement from people. Yeah, all God's concerned about is is keeping me from having fun. The Bible's filled with too many thou shall not, and I don't want anybody telling me what I can or can't do. I've heard this from people who refuse to connect to Jesus. You see, once we do commit ourselves to following Jesus, we get a a vertical connection to Him that provides guidance and protection. God's our Father. He's not a cosmic killjoy. However, He does know what's best for His children. And He also knows what isn't good, and He guides us. See, I need the string... For my protection. Listen to these words penned uh, from a father to his 20-year-old daughter. He said this, I was much pleased that in one of your letters, you said you were sure that all my restraints were intended for your good. Sometimes a rule may work hard and debar us from real pleasure, but it often saves us from many a pain. Now parents, does this sound familiar? Our children sometimes find the guidance and protection that we want to put up, put in front of them, to be restrictive. However, every good parent wants what's best for their children. And by the way, that quote came from a pastor to his daughter in the late 1800s. Things don't change, do they? Here's something I realized. While I think I may have a pretty good handle on what is best for me, If it runs counter to what God has in mind, I am wrong. I am. If I want to fight the string, well, I can fight the string, but I won't end up where I want to be. So I need the string for protection, but I also need the string to gain altitude. See, as I watched the kite fly away, right after the connection from the ground was broken, the kite, yes, it surged for a moment, but then it began to descend. So back to Jesus' story. After leaving home, the son of the father did whatever he wanted to do. He did it whenever he wanted to do it. He was on his own, living apart from the guidance of his father. And under the care and protection of his father, he had everything he needed. But on his own? Well, it didn't take long for his life to crash. Watching that kite descend toward the ground half a mile away, I saw the value of being connected to the string. The followers of Jesus, we understand there is a continual tension when it comes to making choices, isn't there? And we and we can fight against those things. You know, how do I respond when somebody snaps at me? How do I act and resp- how do I act or react when somebody does something to me I don't want them to, and I don't appreciate? How about when a need is offered to me that I know I have the resources, but it may jeopardize something else I want? Or how about when the opportunity comes to be prideful and arrogant versus humble? We face choices all the time. We know that. And there's a constant tug on us to do what we want to do versus what God wants us to do. I believe following Jesus is an adventure. And I believe we're designed to fly high. Every time we choose to go the direction Jesus has in mind for us, I think we gain altitude. And every time we gain altitude, we get to see more. And there are so many layers of growth ahead for every follower of Jesus. And we never we never reach it all the way. But as we yield to the direction of the Spirit, the connection we have allows for greater growth, greater height, greater experiences. Yes, I need the string. I need it. There's one other thing that experience that day showed me, though. I have a father who loves me and values me. The kite was half a mile away, cost about four bucks. And my wife figured I'd probably receive $4 worth of fun that day flying the kite. Her question, so what are you going to do now? My answer, I'm going to go get my kite, because it was four bucks. So I picked out on the horizon the house where I saw the kite headed toward. And I made my way toward it. it, it the weeds were about this high in the field as I, as I trekked toward it, keeping my eyes on the house. So I kept walking, figuring sooner or later, I'm going to find the string. And sure enough, before long, I found the string, and I was able to wind it up all the way back to my kite. And when I found my kite, I did a little celebratory dance, and then made my way back to Darla and Garrett, who are waiting for me. The lost son, he realizes how desperate his life has become. The Bible tells us he came to his senses. See, he remembered what he had at home, how he'd been loved and cared for by his father. He also recognized how his choices had messed up the relationship he had with his dad. Knowing what he'd done, he determined to return home and ask his father to let him come back into the house as a servant. He said this to himself, "Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Please make me be like one of your servants." And I'm sure he rehearsed this speech all the way back as he headed toward his home. You ever wondered what he felt as he as he realized he was coming down the road toward his house? And he looked and the out in the distance. He sees his house. He wondered. You ever he wondered, is is Dad going to call the cops on me? Is he going to throw me out of the house? What's dad going to do? But Maybe, maybe, just maybe he'll let me stay as a servant. You want to know what God feels about people who come to their senses and turn toward, turn toward him? I love the picture of the father in the story. He sees his son coming. It says he sees him while he's still a long way off. And it shows that the father must have been keeping watch for his son, hoping. His son would come back. The father, seeing his son coming to him, ran to him, threw his arms around him, kissed him. Now, in the world of the Bible, adult Jewish men were very composed. They would not have run anywhere. But I want you to know how excited the father was to see his boy come home. And even though the son tried to get the apology out, the father ignored all of it and ordered a celebration to take place. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost. And now he's found. Home. It's such a powerful word. The boy was welcomed home because he turned toward his father. We can experience the same promise today. When, when we turn toward God, which is what that biblical word repentance talks about. When we turn toward God, He runs to welcome us home. And this invitation is for everyone. It doesn't matter how messed up we think our lives might be. God's on the lookout for us. And he waits with open arms to welcome people home. I want you to know I don't have this all figured out, okay? I'll tell you, I I fight this string more often than I want to admit But I do know that while I think I can fly on my own, I realize it's not going to happen. I need the string if I want to stay up in the air. So here's my challenge for you today. First of all, connect. Connect. What helps you connect to Jesus? For me, reading the Bible, talking talking to God in prayer, asking Him to show me one person through the day that I can show the love of Jesus to... Uh, Music, like what we've had today. Boy, it helps me connect to the Father. But do one thing this week. Do one thing each day to tighten the connection. Uh, Secondly, I want to ask you to embrace the string. When we are connected, we'll discover the direction we need. It might be to help someone who is in need or to pray with someone. May, you might get a call to put a talent you have into action or to serve someone. Hey, if you embrace the connection, you'll receive opportunities to shine the hope of Jesus that people need today. Living with Jesus is an adventure. Let's explore it. So when the opportunity arises, don't fight it. Lean into it and soar. I learned a lot from my kite that afternoon. And I'm grateful for the promise of protection, guidance, and home the Father provides. My encouragement to you too: pass this story along to someone this week. You may be surprised who needs to hear it. Lord bless you.